It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem. Live on SENSA. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Good evening, Norwood Faithful, and welcome to another edition of Red Legs Radio. I've come off the bench. It's Dale Fleming speaking, the commercial manager of our great football club. I've come off the bench because Ben Hook is sick today, but I am very confident because I'm looking at my wingman. In fact, I'm probably your wingman. (laughs) How are you, Joey? Good, Flemo. How are you going? Good, mate. Good to be here. And we've also got our uh, other assistant, uh, Red Legs Radio host in the studio, who snuck in, one of the Matheson clan. Jacob, how are you going today, mate? Yeah, I'm going good. Thanks. How are you? Good, mate. Good to have you here. You've got to carry me as well, like Joe does, (laughs) all right? We've got an action-packed show. uh, And I just want to give another mention to our great sponsors, Climate Air Conditioning and Solar and and Palmerbet, who make this uh, program possible. And always remember, when gambling, gamble responsibly. And a few of our other featured partners, like Findex and Paradise Mazda, IWS and Barossa Boy, couldn't do a show like this. Couldn't have a football club without great partners 100%. like them. So a big hello and sing out to them. Now, Joe, before we get into our match review, mm-hmm. I just want to call on all our listeners out there, all the Norwood faithful, after a great win, which we'll get into. Our membership's a little bit down this yeah. year, isn't it? Yeah, it mm. is. It's a little bit down. This is pointing. But we're just on the on the up now, and um, there's a good three-game membership package out there for our supporters to uh Jump on now and be part of it. So if you haven't yet signed up, um, nordfc.com.au or call the club on 8362-6278. It'd be great to be there and give us some momentum towards the back end of the season. Well, what do we always say? The best tonic and marketing for membership is what? Winning. And did we have a good win on the weekend? We certainly did. We absolutely did, my friend. And uh, we're going to talk about that now. And to kick it off, Mm. we've got the best on ground on the line. We do. Who we got to have a chat to now? Mr. Nick Loudon, yeah, the Coles Value player of the game. Uh, That's as right. Well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to speaking to him. Well, he's ready. How are you, Louds? Good to have you join Red Legs Radio. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be here. It's um, good to chat to you, boys. So, yeah. Now, Loud, you're a Trelgan boy. I mean, before we talk about your great game on the weekend, and, and as Jay said, you've really cemented yourself in our uh, best 22. You've come from Victoria. You've come from Casey Demons, uh, where you played under Twig. So uh, obviously that's a big reason for uh, you to come over. But you're a Gippsland boy coming from the Trelgan area. Yeah, yeah. So been at Trelgan since I was bottom age 16s. Um, played in the junior league, um, team, team DJFL, uh, before I went into uh yeah, the Trogan Footy League in the Gippsland League. So, yeah, it's um, it's a good club. All the boys are there. Miss them. But, 
um, yeah, they're all pretty happy for me over here. So. Well, I tell you to give a sing out to a mate, but Red Legs Radio is quite, there. quite not going to Gippsland yet. But uh, <laughs> before we move off uh, on your journey to towards the Norwood Football Club, so as I said, you played under uh, Twig at Casey Demons. Um, I at myself uh, only lived down the road from that uh, ground in Berwick uh, for a long time. Uh, what was it yep. like there? And tell us. I know that you, you know, you really enjoyed your football under Twiggy. He's great at personal development and helping the individual player get the best out of themselves. I'm sure that was a big reason why you decided to come over. Yeah, so I've got a lot of faith in Twig. I think he's he's definitely the best coach I've ever had. Um, so, yeah, look, um, whenever he tells me something, I make sure I take it on board and, yeah, sort of just trust trust what he's sort of thinking and you know sort of the trusted process in a way so um yeah we'll just try and enjoy it along the way i guess yeah for sure louds and talk us through your role in the team and your expectations and the expectations set from twig and um and rob i mean you know you're you're obviously that big bodied ball in the midfield um always, i said to rob last week i could compare you a little bit like will Brody for free man or just that big bollocking midfielder but um you yeah, talk us through the expectations set by twig and rob and you know your role in the team and what um they expect out of you each week um yeah so what twig and all the coaching staff sort of expect from me is that in and under um contested ball get it out and um sort of release it to our runners but they they've also um put a bit more sort of faith in me and sort of starting to break the tackle and sort of break a few lines and try and open us up even more. Um, and, yeah, hopefully create a few scoring opportunities from it. And, mate, uh, the fact that you said he's the best coach you've uh, ever had, uh, you definitely cemented yourself in the uh, <laughs> in the best 22 now, uh, Louds. But, hey, tell us a little bit about the difference between VFL football uh, that you where you played at Casey Demons and and Sample, you know, have you found it to be a different type of game? You know, is it uh, you know faster? You know, more in close. Uh, what what's your view on VFL versus Sample? Um, so I think the obvious one is with the last touch rule. How I was actually I had no idea this rule existed until I came over to the Sample. Um, so that definitely keeps the game sort of much more free flowing and a bit more open. Um, and I suppose in Sanford, the good thing is they sort of allow you to bring your own brand of football and your own strength into a team. Whereas in the VFL, depending on if you're at an affiliated club, of course, uh, it's more of a, you know, really strict structure. And, it, I, you know, without stepping on too many toes, it's probably considered more of a development team for an AFL team. So I think that's the one thing I liked about the Sanford is... You've got your teams, and sure, you've got Port Adelaide and you've got Adelaide, but um, again, like they've still got a really good following. And it's just sort of that you've got that um, community's support, I suppose, whereas has sort of died off a little bit in the VFL. Yeah, for sure. Louds, talk us through, just a bit away from footy, but talk us through some of your interests that you enjoy doing, um, the lifestyle in Adelaide compared to the, the lifestyle in Melbourne. Any any major differences so far? You figure out that there's no pot, pint, what, what's it called? Schooner. A pot, Joe. Oh, a the, pot. Yeah, ah. the, the differences, though. Over here. Over yeah. here is yeah. no pot. But, yeah, yeah. you know, have you, t- have you found those little differences so far and how are you adjusting to them? 
Um, yeah, slowly but surely. I was never much of a big beer drinker in the first place, so um, that's right. that's <laughs> that doesn't bother me too much. You did, Loud, um, you, you realise we're sponsored by Coopers. You do know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, I drink Coopers all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, life's been pretty good over here. I kind of like it. Um, I like Adelaide much more than Melbourne. I just find Melbourne's just a bit too busy. You know, you you're 10Ks down the road and it's a 50-minute drive, whereas, you know, around here, it's, everything's 20 minutes away, as they say. So, no, I, I love um, sort of how central everything is and how close it all is. So, yeah. Well, mate, we are wrapped to have you here. You brought a great uh, you're a great addition to our, our football club. You're, you're playing a great... Uh, you're in a great vein of form. You are best on ground on the on the weekend. And the, and the last thing I've got for you, Louds, is... Uh, how are you going to spend your hundred and fifty dollar Coles voucher? <laughs> um, oh, jeez, I'll probably just spend it all on maybe some meat or something, <laughs> maybe some some Cooper's beers, maybe. Go go easy on the Tim Tams. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Louds. Great performance on the weekend, and uh, all the best for this Sunday against the Eagles. Uh, if we can win. Uh, we'll move into fourth spot and really cementing our uh, place in the five for a run into September. So great work, mate, and thanks for joining Red Legs Radio. No worries. Thanks for that. Now, Joey, he's a ripper. He's good. Yeah. Uh, inside mid, tough, you know, brings that Victorian style, you know. It. He really hunts the ball, good size body, and, uh, and really has been a fantastic addition to our football club. And he was great on the weekend, and we also had some other great players. And I'm interested in your review of the game because you watch it very closely. Yeah, no, it was a real, it was a real workman's like performance. I thought uh, the scoreboard flattered Sturt in the end. I think we we controlled and gained ascendancy for most of the day. Um, Sturt fought back in the end, but that second and third quarter, and uh, the back half of the first quarter, I just thought we we played a brand of footy that was the Norwood brand, and we were, we were tough inside. The mids got to work, Boydie out, you know, Boydie in the middle, and then our forwards finished off the work. More importantly, and it's good to see Benny Jarvis get some reward. He was a yeah. bit quiet against Port Adelaide at Alberton, but then, you know, last week really found his game and um, was able to provide a target up forward. He kicked two. Uh, Connor McLean it continues his form with two goals as well. And mind you, they were tough set shots from the boundary at yeah. both of them. So. He was impressive, um, and Boydie again has continues on. He's just been fantastic. He's been an unbelievable year, and the, you know we, I keep saying it. You know, at the start of the year, we don't have a ruckman. Yeah. Well, well we do, yeah. and he's a and he's a bloody good one in that. So he, he is, and it was just a great spread of goal kickers. And I thought, you know, the the, the gap between say a, a worst player and our best player is narrowing every yeah. week. Yeah. It's a really even, consistent performance, and and we've got some really strong momentum now. A mm. tough assignment this week against the Eagles, and we'll, and we'll talk about that after the break. Yeah. But I'm going to throw my my little assistant over here, Jacob, under the bus, because uh, he's had no warning about this. Now, mate, you just listened to us for 10 minutes, but I'm interested in one thing that you loved about the game on the weekend. I guess, um, well, besides the win, I guess the fact that um, the team's, you know, slowly getting a few wins together. We, um, we got the win last week and then the week before, and then... We even though we lost to North, I think we've won four of our last five now. Yeah, we have. So we we're have. starting to, you know, we're starting to gel and starting to get, um, you know, better. And there's despite a few injuries on the weekend, which we'll get to later. But um, you know, apart from that, I I'm confident that the team's gelling. And you know, I mean, even though it's going to be tough on the weekend, if we can get the win, then you know, it's better to get to. Sh- 
uh, start gelling and stringing the winds together for uh, later on. As in the season gets underway. Yeah. You're exactly right, Jacob. Yeah. And there's just that feeling of momentum happening at the football club that, now. Yeah. And I really think the program that Twig's put in, you know, is now a season and a half old, and yeah. I can really see it starting to become well, the permanent way we're playing, you yeah, know. And the difference between our best performance and our worst is getting narrower and narrower, and there's some real optimism. Yeah, and I agree with, with what you've said. And, mm. and Twig's very big on team defense. Yeah. He's always been like that. And um, you can just tell that we've got a real good – just been speaking about defense, the, the back six has been, has been really solid over the last couple of weeks. I think it's a real settled mix at the yeah. moment with yeah. Seymour – and Paul and Jack Hurd's just growing, you know, and yeah. um, and experienced heads of Wilkins down there as well. Yeah. So we've just got that down packed, and then that's really just gone and filtered throughout the rest of the team. It has, yeah. and we're, we're hard to play against, and now we're hitting the scoreboard. So, you know, everyone listening out there, get behind the boys, get to the games, join up if you haven't already as a member, because the second half of the season, I think we're going to really start to cement ourselves in the five. And there's some really good times ahead under our coach at the moment and the football program that he has put in. And after the break, we will talk about why we're going to perform against the Eagles. You're listening to Red Legs Radio, thanks to climate, air conditioning and solar and Palmerbet. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio, Joey. We're in the second quarter, and this is an exciting quarter because we're about to jump into the teams thanks to Paradise Mazda. Mazda. Oh, God. I we love that sting. I can't believe I run with that. You know, when Hooky's not here, I can't we believe that actually even work. Thanks, Benny Palmer, for your great work. Now, Joey, teams are in teams and are there in. are a few changes. Why don't you let the listeners know what's happening? Yep. So we've got six potential inclusions to face the Eagles uh, on Sunday afternoon. Jai Larkins, the uh, the former Redlands from uh, Queensland, is a chance to come in to play his first game for the club. Right. Uh, Matt Vardeniger, the hard-running wingman. Lenny Pascoe, I know the fans love... Love Big Lenny. Uh, Jed Spence, who's recently come back from a knee injury and he's playing some pretty good footy in the reserves. He may get a chance to uh, play this Sunday as well as the big boy, Luke Sermon, included in the, the Sermonator. Uh, yep. Very, very good. And uh, Jack Kelly is the last potential inclusion who was unlucky to miss against um, Sturt last week. I thought he'd been pretty good, but had a quiet game at Alberton. So um, just quickly running through the team. So from the forward line, uh, Bain and Lowe, Connor McLean and Matty Panos. The half-forwards are Henry Nelligan, Benny Jarvis, and Nick Loudon. The centre line is uh, Sammy Morris, Jacob Kennelly, uh, and Josh Richards. The half-backs are Declan Hamilton, uh, Tommy Donnelly, and Mitch Wilkins. The backs are Cam Ball, Jack Hurd, uh, Pierre Seymour, and the followers are Boyd, Roker, and Rantel. Uh, Mitch Cotter uh, comes out as well with an MCL sustained, probably think second quarter last week against Sturt, and uh, Xavier transfers out. Uh, for personal reasons, so bit three, of grunt, bit of grunt going yeah, out. Yeah, Cotter are real. Uh, they're the the nucleus, I guess, of the mm. of the midfield, and um, you know we're going to have to work past them. And um, I think we're going to have to see a lot of guys step up. Does Josh Richards go into the midfield inside a little bit more? He's been playing predominantly on a wing, so yeah. does he go in and play a bit more inside? Does I don't know. Does uh, 
I think Jacob Kennelly, does he play more? Have more, right. have well, more we've got coverage. So we've got the coverage. The yeah. great Alan Jeans used to say crisis creates opportunity exactly. and someone's going to get an opportunity to step up. Exactly because, right. Because, you know, we've got, you know, as you said, you know, the nucleus of our midfield going out yeah. and, and Saviour's great up forward at, the, you know, the feet of the big guys. So we'll get, we'll see new people in those yep. roles and, you know, they, they might take their opportunity, and, which is, is and, probably what will happen. And like I said, the, the reserve form has been pretty yeah. good and we had a yeah. good win last week. So Jack Kelly was outstanding last week and so was Jed Spence. So you'd think they those two potentially come in and um, and fill the void of uh, Nunn and Cotter, but nonetheless be exciting game uh, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and look, and I'm sure the listeners out there are, you know, thinking great to see Lenny's back yeah. uh, and potentially going potentially. to get a game. Yep. If he doesn't get it this week, I'm sure he's very close because he's great for us up there. And, you know, Luke Sermon, who just came Massive. back to the club last week and played his first game back in the reserves. And his yep. training form's been fantastic. So there's some really big bodies that could come in. But I'll tell you who I like seeing a name there and potentially getting their first game is Jai Larkin. Yeah, yep. he's been he's been in a, in a good patch of form in the reserves and mm. Um, just hasn't been able to obviously break into the squad, but potentially this week um, gets his gets his chance, and it'll be a, an outstanding one for him and his family if he gets to play his first game. I like his dash. Yeah, I remember watching dash. him down at Glenelg. I think it was Glenelg, and just you yeah. know, I just sat and watched that game of the reserves, and he has some fantastic run out mm. of the back line, and oh, yeah. and some real good pace about him. So look, you know, the team um, is still strong, and we've got to get the job done down at Woodward West Torrance. Yep, now we'll be fine, mate. Yeah, hopefully, because we'll... the last time we played them. They got us by two weeks at home, uh, two points at home. Yeah, and last win uh, yeah. against them, round 11, 2020. So we haven't had, hasn't been a happy hunting ground recently, uh, Woodville Oval. But I think the way we're playing at the moment, I think we're a, a fair chance, we're to, as good a chance to be as, as competitive as, as we can. As any, and uh, if we and, and if we get them, Joe. Oh, it'd be nice. What it'd happens be, oh, on the ladder? We're going we're gonna to go into fourth. And cement, and, and, and potentially put a two-game buffer between us and those out, outside of the five. And it's interesting because Woodville, you can't gauge them at the moment. They had a real, I think it was a thirty-point loss to Central was a couple of weeks back, yeah, which was unexpected right. at home. And then they defeat West Adelaide last week, quite you know, twenty-six points in the end. So they're a bit of a mixed bag at the moment yep. with, with um, the Eagles, but they've got enough talent in that team to cause trouble. And we've just got to minimise those players and on the Menzels. That's right. Like. And if we're going to go, you know, deep into the September period this year, these are the teams we must beat. Now, Joe, yep. let's move on quickly. Um, AFLW draft last night. Yep. You've got some uh, some things to share yeah, with the listeners nice. if, they, if they haven't caught up yeah, with you Yeah, so last night, Sachi Syme, uh, former e, uh, EP product, mm. um, inside midfielder for us this year, has been drafted to Port Adelaide uh, with pick 23. So big congratulations to Sachi. She's worked pretty hard all year and has been outstanding uh, inside uh, midfield. And, um, yeah, congratulations to her. And... Jade Halfpenny, which she got picked up a couple of weeks ago, um, has gone to Port Adelaide as well. So yeah, congratulations yeah. to her. So that's just great for some of our girls getting yeah. their opportunity and, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Showcase the, their skills. The Club Champion Awards for our girls program on Friday night. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll be looking forward to see the results there. Now, Joe. Yep. I think this is a segment everyone waits for because you do your homework. Yep. And you actually spend time looking at our underage program. Yep. And the kids coming through our under-18s. And who's your one to watch yeah. this week? So the under-18 to one to watch this week is Declan Tomney. Um, he's played all 11 games for the 18s this season. Plays through the midfield uh, and is often giving the t uh, given the task of defending the most dangerous opposition mid. So he's a bit of a tagger, like a Cameron Ling type uh, accumulator as well. Averaging 14 disposals, um, 179 centimetres tall and 88 kilograms. So... Um, 
Golden Grove boy, so strong inside mid. Um, he's a bit of a tagger, so looking forward to keeping your eye on Declan Tomney. And is he uh, first year in the under-18 program? Yes, or? he is. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's got another year, I think, to come, or yeah, is I think, he top I'm age? I'm not sure if he's a top age or a bottom age. I don't yeah, know but, but uh, um, exciting. But, yeah, big big, uh, big accumulator as well, so, you know, metres gained um, as well, so looking forward to seeing him. Looking forward to see how he progresses. Now, mate, we're going to go to a break in a minute, but I hmm. um, just want to sort of... Uh, yeah, it would be remiss of us not to mention the sad news today um, that everyone woke up to about Knuckles Neil yeah. Curley um, passing away tragically. Um, you know, I, I come from Victoria, and um, you know, I remember when you know Mr. Football uh, Ted Whitten passed away, and that unbelievable lap on the yeah. MCG. You just, you know, just tugged at the heartstrings and, and had a tear. Mm. Everyone had a tear in their eye. I can tell you this morning, when I heard that news, yeah, it, was, it was a similar feeling. Yeah. It's like we've lost one of the irreplaceables, the icon, and he was every bit the equal yep. of Ted Whitten, especially in South Australia, and it was just shocking news to hear. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to pivot a little bit. Um, after the break, we're going to have a chat to uh, a Norwood great yep. in, in Neville Roberts. And um, basically, uh, he played under Neil Curley uh, as captain uh, at West Torrens. So it'd be great to hear his view on the great man. And some of the memories. And some of the memories. I mean, just leave us with one quick one, you know, 10 seconds about Neil Curley and you growing up as a kid and understanding his role in football. Yeah, well, see, when I was growing up, I obviously knew um, from Neil was a boundary right from the 1997 Premiership. So I didn't get to see, obviously, a lot of his growing up. But um, something like that. Just a memories voice. Massive, massive identity. Well, after the break, Red Legs uh, on Red Legs Radio, we'll chat to uh, Neville Roberts. Be back soon. SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back, uh, Norwood Faithful, and um, a little bit more sombre this time after the last break because, as I mentioned before that, uh, we all awoke to some very sad news, uh, the passing of the great uh, Neil Knuckles Curley. And uh, as I mentioned, it was just a shock, and um, I remember the, the time when uh, EJ Witten passed away, I was uh, playing football in Victoria. Well, this is equal to that. And um, we're actually going to have a chat to uh, the great Neville Roberts, obviously a Norwood great, but someone who was fortunate enough to play under uh, Knuckles at uh, West Torrens. And we've got him on the line now. How are you, Rocky? Thanks for joining Red Lakes Radio. I'm uh, very well, Flemo. Thanks for having me. And Joe, it's uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Mate, you... um, Played under him, and um, you know he, he was just an enigma and uh, just a, such a, a strong identity. Just take us back to that time when you were coached by the great man. Yeah, it, it's it's a sad day. I think it uh, you know it ranks up there with the news you get and you remember where you were. I mean, with, you know, we lost Shane Warne, Rod Marsh, mm. and you know Russell Ebert recently, and 
Um, we seem to be losing a lot of them, and uh, it is sad. But he had a he had a, a very very full life, and he was a significant man in so many people's lives. And the conversation around Neil Curley will always be a positive celebration because he impacted all of us who played under him and with him. I get I didn't play with him, but you felt like you were playing with him because he asked so much of you. And I think why he sits so heavily, you know, on our hearts that we lose him, but how we remember him so well is because he was one of those guys that you, you, you could not not listen to. So some some people often ask me, you know, what, what did Neil Baum say in the 84 uh, three-quarter time speech? I said, I wouldn't have a clue. You know, <laughs> I thought it was in another world and yeah. uh, we knew what we had to do. We went and did it. But you, you couldn't. You couldn't ignore Neil Curley. He would just demand that you look at him. He would demand that you give every cell in your body. He'd demand that you spill your blood. It was the opposition, you, the footy, and blood. And whilst that agenda's changed, so we, and he would now turn in his grave uh, watching footballers look after each other, as Barras and all those old guys would, but... Uh, the, you know, the, the language has changed around all of that, but that's how he played, that's how he coached, and he, 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 I think what he did is he created a pathway and he changed at West Torrens, particularly the focus on footy. They emerged into more of a social sort of club, and when they recruited him in there, the language changed, the intention changed, the determination changed, and it was all his leadership. The whole thing was about Neil Curley. And it was mesmerising to be involved in those days and to be his captain. And, uh, you know, the memories and the stories around all of that are now folklore. Well, exactly. And, um, I mean, just on that point, uh, Rocky, as captain, I mean, he was such a great leader. Anyone talks about his leadership, and we'll get into that more in a little bit. He must have put demands on you as captain to really be that person out on the field. And, and I'm sure, you know, you'd remember some of the those demands or expectations that he had on you as captain. <laughs> they, they made me smile this morning when I was going to talk to you. I thought, you know, I, I can remember him recruiting me back from Richmond. And, and to be very, very honest with you, I, I wouldn't have come back if it wasn't for Neil Curley because he, he was interviewing me about, you know, what my role would be at the club. And I came back, I think, as vice-captain the next year. I was captain. Aldo Floriani was the uh, current captain when I came back. And he said, and he, he said, Champ, I want you to be carrying the ball and crossing lines in the last two minutes of the game. And so, you know, before I'm even playing for him, he's, he's got a role for me. He's lifted the expectation of what I might or might not want to do in a game. Um... But what he did was he, he, he challenged me, but he told me that I was good enough to do that stuff in the same voice. And he had a way of doing that to players. I can remember having a really bad trot. He asked me to come up to his house then was in Bellevue with, um, uh, with the family and to take the emphasis away from footy because I wasn't playing that well. I had injuries. And he said, yeah, I had duck, son. I said, oh, yeah. I some... He said, I don't mean from a butcher. I mean, shot. You know, real duck. And, you know, you spit out the, you spit out the, the uh, pellets and uh, put some orange in the guts and uh, that's what we're having tonight. And you open the bottle of red. <laughs> it was all of that stuff. It was really, it was like Hollywood. And uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, when I left, and it was a lovely evening, but when I left, he stopped at the door and he said, and I'll never forget, it gives me goose pimples now. He said, he said, you know how good you are, don't you? I said, well, 
It's a hard question. I said, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm confident. He said, no, you've got to know how good you are. And more than that, you're our skipper. Good luck. See you <laughs> Did you then shake your hand and break it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, I didn't need a car to get home. I just, I, I, could, I, could, have, uh, I could have flown home that night. And uh, so, so what I'm trying to get across to people is that, you know, you talk about the leadership and all of that. He didn't have the world's best strategy about footy. That wasn't the text of the day. But what he did have was this, uh, this colossal energy about him. And he obviously had a persona which he, he you know he used and used it to to merchandise himself and what his message was, but it was so infectious. He, he just couldn't ignore it, and it and it uplifted everybody, um, and uh, it, it it became part of you know the drama of Neil Curley, I guess, in a lot of ways. But I tell you, one of the things that did happen to me, I, I came back from Richmond. I was playing the first game at West Times. We played a couple of other games elsewhere, I think. And I don't know, I was 15 minutes late getting there. I thought, oh, God, I've, I don't miss the team meeting. Now, walk into the, I walk into the change rooms, and there was a little sort of uh, player meeting room, and it had uh, Constantina doors, and they were closed. I thought, oh, God, this isn't any good. And I heard this voice bellowing out from inside. And it was all the Neil Curley stuff, you know. I want every cell of your body. Look at me. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I want you to give everything. I don't want your best. I don't want your very best. I want your super best. <laughs> and I, anyway, I opened the door and he was talking to the trainers. He was giving them a rev up. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Ned, obviously the great man. You know, life after footy. I mean, when when was your last involvement with Knuckles, and um, and what was he like? You know, after footy um, had finished being. Well, if you played, I remember having a, a a conversation on air with someone else about this about five years ago. If you played under Neil Curley. He was the most loyal uh, person to the players who played under him and his captains and all of that. He always spoke really highly of them and that relationship was maintained. So whether you saw him, you know, once a year or once every two or three years, the relationship never changed. And, you know, he would, he would, he would always, if he was doing an interview and your name came up, he'd say, Neville Roberts, goodness, now how long have we got? You know, he'd start like that, and, and he would he'd, he would pump your tyres up. He would he would tell a story about you. So he was incredibly faithful to those blokes that served under him and with him and and helped him. And the relationship then just evolved over the years. And and of course it changed. It matured, and we saw each other socially. And yeah. the last time I saw him, luckily, was at West Torrens Footy Club. I went back to a an old players thing. The first one I've been back to since I left in you know, 75, uh, sorry, in 82, 82. And, um, and he was there. So I'm very thankful that uh, a, a gentleman called Peter Livesey asked me to come back. He was the president when I was at times and uh, it was lovely to see all the old players, but he was there and he was doing the same thing, telling stories and getting, you know, getting up bloody Lindsay head about being a girl and taking the easy footy on the side and all of that, all the old stories. Carrying so, the handbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he was, uh, you know, he kept the bravado. You know, I think part of his armour and part of his, you know, who he was was this bravado. And uh, uh, but underneath that was a heart of gold and and, and, oh, and a very loyal and faithful yeah. friend, lifelong. A- absolutely, Neville. Now leave us with one of the. I'm sure he gave some good sprays. 
You know, he's from the old school and, and I played under you and you could give a spray. So maybe you got it from curls, but have you got one you can share with us? You know, did he get stuck into you because you weren't leading up or you weren't running back or, you know, with a team because they were performing poorly? Give us uh, one that you might remember. <laughs> oh, dear. Look, we were playing at Feverton and we were playing Glenelg, which was important to him because, you know, that was a, a team he coached. And, uh, mate, we, we were getting hammered. It was last quarter, probably eight minutes, nine minutes to go. And uh, Craig Marriott was the runner. And I don't know how far we were down, you know, say 40, 50 points. Like, the game was shot. And I was playing on the ball out of the middle and... Uh, and we didn't get a we didn't get a rest in those days, so it was it was like being on ball for you know an hour and a half. And he sends a, he sends Craig Marriott out. And he says, and mate, uh, Kel says he needs you, champ. He needs you now. <laughs> I said, tell him to send me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of sprays, he was um, he never isolated a player, and I think. Um, you know, I think as coaches, sometimes we make that mistake and it, you, you've really got to control your frustration because it is, it's all about the team. So you can't individualise players and you can't bring them down or, you know, denigrate them in front of their mates um, because there's just no... You, Neil Barmy used to say, you know, you really start the clock ticking against yourself uh, when you do that. And I think Curls somehow, either through just, you know, experience and knowledge and... and uh, and, and his attitude never did that. He actually addressed the side. So it was all about, you know, it didn't matter whether you were best on ground with 42 touches at three-quarter time. You, if we were behind, you would be part of the problem and you're part of the solution. But uh, yeah. you were never isolated as being better than the bloke next to you. So um, he was... Oh, look, you know, some, some, some of the sprays were... were Legendary. Funny. <laughs> yeah, well, they were legendary. Yeah, you know, I yeah. know. He, he would... He, he's a, he, I remember one day at Feverton, he, he, um, uh, one day at Feverton, I, 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 I'd broken my cheekbone and I wore that helmet. I think you probably saw yeah. a photo of it here and there. And, and uh, anyway, I, you know, I wore the helmet, I still had a cheekbone. And before the game, he said to me, Are You sure you want to do this? Because I said, I had a broken bone. I said, Well, yeah, why not? I've got a helmet, I'm, I should be good. Yeah. Anyway, during the game, one of the, the central we got, players got, we, got, we got about 20 seconds, Rocky. Uh, get oh, get to right. the end. I'll that's all right. That, but, Appreciate you. Appreciate you thinking of me and getting me on. And uh, uh, great to and chat to you. The great man. And thanks for sharing thanks, it on Red Legs Radio. Nev. Great to chat to you. You're right, Flemo. Thanks, Joe. Cheers, Joey. We'll go to a break. Uh, Sad news. Bale Knuckles Neil Curley, mate. What a great man. Six hundred and fifty-eight games. Uh, sorry, twenty-eight games as a coach. Two hundred and sixty-five as a player, uh, and just one of the legends of the game. Fair career. Well done, Neil Curley. We'll be back in a moment on Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army. Joey, we're in the last quarter. We've made it through the first three. You've carried me as yeah, always. But uh, I'm excited about the next uh, little bit because we've got some special guests in the studio. We do. People that we bump shoulders with every single day at the Norwood Football Club. And welcome to Red Legs Radio, Nick and Alana, who are the game development uh, um, people that uh, work out of Norwood. 
course, Nick being the Sony development leader and uh, Alana being the game development trainee. Welcome to Red Legs Radio, Nick and Alana. Thanks for having us, Dale. Enjoy. Now, Joey, you can uh, fire some of those hard-hitting questions at these two for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly right. I've been seeing a lot of slacking lately, yeah. as usual. But uh, no, no, all good. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's an important role. And um, I, know, I know our CEO, James Fantasia, is pretty big on, on game development and, um, and getting that, um, I guess, that, what's the word? Aspect and program, yeah, yeah, it's that grassroots program and getting stuff. that word out to the, to the general community and younger community around footy and, and clinics and, and making sure participation levels are high. But um, Nick, firstly, talk us through your role, um, nine years at the Sample. Um, you know, talk us through your journey and, and how you got to the Norwood Football Club. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I've been at the Sample for nine years. Actually, funny story, I started off working with Old Streety as a uh, Paul Streetfield. Uni, yeah, uni yep. placement student, um, kicking footies in the Norwood zone. So uh, representing the Norwood brand 10 years ago was fantastic. Um, it's a great footy club to be around. I've spent most of my time within the game development team at Sandville and uh, recently, uh, November last year, come across the Norwood full time, which is fantastic. It's been a great environment to be in and obviously, yeah, working with the, the likes of you two, it's fantastic. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, you'll, come, <laughs> you'll be welcome back to Red Legs Radio anytime now. So you're, you're out there, you're out there facilitating Auskick clinics and programs. You're in the primary schools, you're at the grassroots, okay, out there. And I think... Last time I had a look at a stat, I think we touch around about 20,000 you know, underage kids every season. It's a big job and there's a lot of responsibility to really grow our game. Yeah, there's a lot of scope uh, within our roles and we were in schools, primary schools, secondary schools, sometimes even kindies, OSH centres, um, trying to get kids involved in the game. Uh, Auskick's a massive program for us and providing them and their parents a great experience to get them to transition into elective participation. Yeah, so talk us through how some of the techniques that in, are involved in, in um, you know, in going out to schools and, and all that to try and get them engaged. Yeah, getting them, getting the kids engaged is, um, it's not so much here, here's a footy, go and have a kick. You've got to have some real teaching cues. Um, you know, Alana's really good at building up some rapport with the kids and uh, building a good relationship. She's almost a full-time carer for my daughter at her Auskick Centre, so she's <laughs> loving that. Is it a bit like with me? I... Joe does all the work and I take all the credit. Is that what it's like for you, Nick? And Alana, you might want to comment here. As a trainee, um, you know, are you out there doing all the heavy list lifting and, you know, making everything happen and then Nick puts in the reports to the sample and puts his name on the reports? Is that how it works? Oh, I think it's an even effort these days. Is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Take the credit. No. I can see you two day in, day nice. out and <laughs> Nick rolls in about 10.30 and has three cups of coffee and nah. So Alana, as you're... Uh, in your role as trainee, yeah. and, and you've been in the program for what now, about 12 months? Uh, six months. Actually, six months, yeah. okay. And are you loving it, enjoying yeah. getting out there at grassroots level? Yeah, it's really good being out in the community. Yeah, and you've recently come back from a shoulder reconstruction. Oh, I, I broke my collarbone, actually. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. collarbone, and that was uh, because you play your, your own football. Tell yeah. us a little bit about who you're playing for and, and all that. Um, I started off in juniors at Modbury, and then I was out at Nord for a little bit in the development squads, and then I moved to Tucci Gully. Yep. So I'm in the seniors out there. Um, broke my collarbone. Season ended. Yeah, I know. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, you're focused on 2023 now, and you're looking good in the apparel merchandise, I might say. <laughs> Thank it's you. good quality stuff, isn't it? It is. Now, Nick, um, tell us a little bit about you must have a vision for grassroots football or the Sample and clubs like Norwood are, are really pushing a message out there, you know, whether it's, you know, to, to grow the game in, in that segment, to get more girls participating. You know, what are some of the key focuses that you have? Yeah, look. I think uh, within our team and the game development team at Sandville and Norwood, we've got a, 
a holistic approach about the whole football experience, getting kids to enjoy the, the football and also their parents, having them engaged at football clubs and transitioning, transitioning through to elected participation is um, the end goal. Yep. And um, just on that, your role in itself in Alana's as well, was there any, and for the fans out that don't probably know this, but was there any tertiary qualifications you had to get, you have to get into your role? I mean, talk us through your, your upbringing through your Yeah. So, yeah. um, oh, well, I, I did a sport and rec management okay. degree. Yep. Um, Alana's now doing a sport and rec traineeship and, um, there's a, you know, you don't have, have to have any qualifications. We're big on volunteers as every footy club yes, are definitely. and a big step or, you know, you put, put volunteering on your resume and it's almost just as good as a uni degree, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so for the listeners out there, parents, you know, have got kids and, you know, they're, they're looking for programs to get their kids in. Um, you know, obviously there's pathways that they naturally come into as they get older, especially in the Norwood area and, 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 you know, the programs that you've been referring to. But, you know, if you're a parent out there with a four or a five or a six year old Alana, now how do they get involved in Auskick? You know, how do they get involved at an early age in the great work that you guys are doing? Um, so we go into schools and we promote the Auskick and then we hand out flyers. We do digital promotion. Do lots of promoting before the centres start, um, just to get the word out. Yeah. Interested. Yeah, and look, you can always contact the Norwood Football Club. I can certainly pass on Joey Marciano's Marciano's mo mobile, and all the parents <laughs> can ring Joe, and yeah, he'll do look him. after you. But look, last word, Nick. Um, you know, as, as an organisation, as as an industry, you know, how do you, what, how do you see it out there when you're out there and you hear about you know. Uh, soccer growing, you hear about, you know, basketball growing, you hear about all these competitive sports. In your opinion, and you've been doing this for a while, and you're, at, you know, at the grassroots level, at the coalface, how do you view the health of the game and, and where it's going? Oh, look, I think it's, it's, in a, it's in a healthy spot. We're growing female participation. There's lots more options for girls to play footy. And you look at it last night, the AFLW draft, and um, South Australia had a record haul in girls drafted yeah, there. Did, so, yeah, yeah I saw that. You know, there's a huge opportunity for, you know, there's a there's a whole pathway now for both males and females, and let's just get everybody playing footy. And we're also doing the same with kids with disability coming up soon. So we've got a couple of centres um, operating in Term 3 for those living with disability. And just and just lastly, my one, uh, Nick, obviously, I, I, believe, I could be wrong in saying this, but Queensland, obviously, they've got the highest participation rate in, in junior football at the moment, is it? Uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe oh, right. per capita, uh, yep. potentially. They've had a lot of growth. Yep. They've yep. been you know, traditional rugby league state that's up right. there. So but that's where their growth is. Com coming off is. a low base, I think, yeah. uh, the growth. But that's fantastic. And that's a you know, rec recognition of the, of the work people like yourselves are doing. And yep. look, you know, Alana and Nick, thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. We'll have you back down the track to hear about the you know, the growth that you've been uh, pushing out there at the, at the Auskick clinics and in the schools. So fantastic to join us today and, and uh, for being on Red Legs Radio. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It's, uh, it's, welcome. Well, it's a great welcome to the Nord Footy Club and uh, Alana's certainly enjoying herself there too. She is. Well done, guys. Well, now, Joey, work. we're almost done here on Red Legs Radio and we're travelling out to uh, Woodville West Torrens. More Team Kia more, Oval. More Team Kia. Oval. Kia? Yep. Used to be Ford. Yeah, more Team Kia Oval. Can't make up their mind. So uh, no. I think we'll be fine, mate. I think we'll go out there and get the chocolates and hopefully uh, put ourselves into fourth spot. Yep, hopefully, Flomo. Always a pleasure joining with you in this uh, in yeah. Red Legs Radio box seat. We've, we haven't buggered it up too much, have we? Nah, we'll be. No worries. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Red Legs Radio. Catch you next week and go the legs.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.